This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on the air on our Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels with Ms. Black for the first time on the on the show. Yes. Welcome. You are in uh, Texas. What, what city again? I'm in Houston right now. Cool. You were born in Amarillo, right? Born in Amarillo, Texas. Shout out to 806. What's up, family? Okay, cool. <laughs> so what we want to do first is we have to get a little business. We have a sponsor. So we have to plug our sponsor because they're helping us out. So right now, um, we're, we're being sponsored by a company you'll see it on the streaming on the bottom called Newsly. It's an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them back to you in a natural human voice. So in the first time in history on the net, the web becomes listenable. So you can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. They have podcasts as well as uh, you can explore the podcast they have from like 40 countries. Our podcast, Fam Electric Ghost, is on there too. So download Newsly for free right now from www.newsly.me. Use the link that we have out here. And then uh, if you use promo code GHOST2021, you get one month free on the premium subscription. So try that again, GHOST2021. And now we'll switch up and get back to the interview. So um, we want to show our fans your work because before we get into the interview, people should have a chance to hear what you sound like. So we have queued up, Ms. Black, I like it. So yeah. um, without further ado, we're going to get into that and then we'll, we'll talk to you on the backside of that. Okay. All right. So we're going to start this up and then we'll get back to you. We're going to mute you once we start it and uh, hope everybody gets into this. Okay. <laughs> I'm just out here trying to get it right, you dig? I love the progress in myself. Shit, I'm even out here with my booty getting bigger. Yeah. I think I like it. I think I like it. The way I keep it. I think I like it. The way I handle my own. With a mind of gold, you on your way to wealth. I have to dig myself. I got to know myself. No lie, I almost lost myself. With all the weight that I was holding, everybody else trying to be a superhero, jumping off the shelf. Now watching where I was going, I must have tripped and fell. I swear I bust my tail and then I bump my head. I think it starts to swell, but who's there to help? Then I looked up on and I was by myself. No one saw the scars. I had to let them heal. I kept them covered up. I mean, hidden well, and I just moved around. And you couldn't tell I wasn't happy hell, but I kept a smile. Had to take some time to quite go myself. I wanted better vibes. I wanted more peace. Dip it up my grind and then I hit to eat. No more holding back. I swear it's all on me. Tied up my shoes and did it all for me. <laughs> I think I like it. I think I like it. The way I keep I think I like it. The way I handle my own. I think I like it. The way my head. I think I like it. The way I look. The way I am. Yeah, yeah. That's how we. Yeah, yeah. That's how we. Yeah, yeah. That's how we.
That's how we, that's how we, that's how we go. That's how we, that's how we, that's how we, that's how we. To live, had to figure out how to do it. Dreams swimming through my soul, had to go pursue Nobody taking on me, not a simple how you doing. Better days didn't feel so close to me, these rabbits growing. Had to find my strength, had to find it on my own. Go back on my younger days, thought that I was grown. But I remember how I moved with the pressure on a few bad breaks. Lost my way, but I kept hope, no. A dash of faith, plus some grind, now I'm in my zone. Learned some lessons from my struggle, now I take them as they come. Found a way to love myself, maybe number one. Got some confidence, don't need a crib if I ain't got it on. Yeah. If I ain't got it on, I don't even leave the crib if I ain't got it on. Promise if you pick it up and keep on staying strong. Good vibes, it's a faint fit of hey, you no. Yeah. I think I like it. Like a vibe I, I think I like it. The way I keep saying I think I like it. The way I handle my own. I think I like it. The way my head I think I like it. The way my foot I think I like it. The way I love who I am. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we go. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we. That's how we go. So that was Ms. Black, and I like it. And we're back to our interview now. So you can hear me, right? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I got your back right. Yep. <laughs> this is you got to get those right. But um, yeah. So we want to get into the main interview now. Um, um, that we like to do kind of like a behind the music, um, for for indie artists. And so we usually start with the first question, which is, when did you realize you had a talent for music and you decided to start like working on on music? Like what age? Okay, when I moved to um, Baton Rouge, after I already graduated high school, I actually went to school at Southern University in Baton Rouge. Well, I started hanging with people who were actually in the rap scene out there. So I Mm -hmm. asked one of the guys if I could uh, rap on one of his songs. And I asked him if he can help me create the first uh, few bars of it. And I, um, he wrote the first line for me. I wrote the other 15 bars. And um, we went and performed it and everything. That was in 2007. I wasn't serious at all until 2009. Mm-hmm. So um, I was about 19, 20 wow. uh-huh, when I started writing raps. Now, in uh, my younger days, I did do poetry and things like that, but I never wrote raps. But after I got down there to Baton Rouge, I felt like I could do it after I got around all those guys that was doing it. <laughs> That's interesting because a lot of times I talk to singer songwriters or producers and, and a lot of times they talk about how they started with poetry. Right. And most everybody I've ever talked to is a songwriter usually starts with some form of poetry. And then they realize that the poems, the structure of rap song or structure of even like a traditional, like, you know, popular song is different than poetry. Right. So you have to kind of take what you did in poetry and make it work with music. That's so was right. That, was that something that that, that you had uh an issue working on at first or you realized you had to adjust what your poems were to become like rap songs or or to actually get into like musical melodies and things like that well 
I wrote the poetry back in the day. I didn't turn none of them into songs. Um, the guy that I asked to show me how to write the rhymes, um, mm -hmm. he actually broke it down like 16 bars, uh, eight bar choruses. That's what I started with, you know? So okay. he actually taught me how to structure it first. And then I went from there. He showed me what a bar is, showed me what the counts are and everything like that. And I went from there and just took that experience of asking this guy if I could go ahead and try to rap with him. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Like you actually had somebody that had a had had a process in place, right? And it was willing to tell you what their secret sauce is because some people, you know, musicians are kind of like, "Oh, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, nah. you figure it out." <laughs> right, right. So you know? no, he was open to it. That's why at this point, I'm open to showing other people what I know as well. You got to pass that knowledge on. So, so when did you realize, like after that moment, you realized um, that you really wanted to do it because you had like a two year gap that you yep. said, did you just keep on working on it or do you kind of drop it and got back into it later? No, I, I kept um, actually doing songs with this guy and um, the group that he was with and they were taking me out to perform in Baton Rouge. At that point, I was terrified when I would get on stage. But mm -hmm. um, yes, it, um, I wrote, I kept writing music in between that time and I kept um, going to perform and people kept telling me how good it was because at first I was just like, whatever, I'm just doing it, this is fun. I didn't get serious about it until people started telling me how good it sounded and how they liked it. So I went with it after that. It's interesting because like a lot of times when I talk to um, musicians and producers, they kind of like, uh, you know, there's a whole thing where you become a musician, but you're like, you can become a classical musician and you just play like symphonies. You can become a studio musician and play other people's music. But there's something different when you have like a singer songwriter or, that you, or a producer when you want to write your own stuff. Right. So what made you want to be that type of musician? Cause there's a lot of musicians that go, you know, and they become studio musicians and, or they become, you know, the, you know, they do lead lines on other people's stuff, but, but you wanted to do your own project. Well, after he helped me with that first song, that first, um, that first 16, mm -hmm. I was able to write after that, all my own music, did it on my, write everything on my own. I never, um, I haven't got to experience someone writing for me. I don't know if I can put someone else's words into, you know, put all my feelings into it if someone else wrote something for me. But I've, I'm, I've always been a good writer. English was one of my good subject, subjects in school and writing and writing stories, structure and all that. So after I got the structure, um, the understanding of how the structures of the songs go and writing them, I was good from there. I just wanted to get better on my writing. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Cause, like, as a musician, like, I, I was like, I'm in my 50s, like, I'm 54. And um, I started when I was like 17. Yeah. You know, back in the day, like, like 78, 79. That was like the, you know, there's a whole thing going on. Disco was ending. There was like punk. And then MTV showed up and there's all these new wave bands. And I just like, wow, I saw all these bands. And I was like, well, you know, these synthesizers make you sound really cool. You're right. <laughs> and I said, what can I do with that? Cause I mean, I know I like Parliament Funkadelic and I like Stevie Wonder, like songs in the key of life. Cause my dad was, had a massive record collection. He had like James Brown, he had Stevie Wonder, he had like Sun Ra, he had all this stuff. And I was like, wow, music's important. My dad felt like music was really important. So was right. there something in your household that made you feel music was real important? Well, I grew up listening to like, um, Eve, 
She was one of my favorite rappers. And Trina was surprisingly because um, I like Trina because she said whatever she wants to. And it's surprising that that's one of my favorites because I don't make um, the same type of music as her. But mm -hmm. also, um, growing up, I wasn't as open to expressing myself and talking about my feelings. So when I got into music, that really opened me up. I was able to put how I was feeling and anything I went through into a song. So I yeah. learned how to communicate my feelings through music first. And then I, you know, I went from there. So um, yeah. it really helped me to express myself. So it, this journey um, that I'm on with this music is more than just music to me. It's a way that I get to express myself. And I feel like I can help through this. Um, there's, I wasn't um, shy or anything. I just wasn't into expressing my true feelings. I just walk around either happy or angry or whatever, but I didn't express why I was feeling this way. None of that. I wasn't like that. But the music really helped me get to that point. I think one thing that's very freeing about music compared to even like if you think about writing a short story or a novel is music allows you to kind of create like another version of yourself. Right. right? And when you do that other version of yourself, it can allow you to kind of be more honest because you kind of layer a personality. Like, right. you know, like I'm the ghost, fam electric ghost. Well, you know, I, I have a very legal name, but like when I do ghost work, I do all this weird stuff because I can like, I feel like I can, I can, I can say things I wouldn't say right. if I'm in a company meeting, <laughs> you know, it's like when you're, when you're a musician, like you can reveal things. I think it's our talent is we take, we can take painful things. We can take, you know, funny things. We can take all these things in our life. And we find a way to to get people to relate to it, right? With a, with music, and that's the talent of a musician is that you're able to take what's inside and get people to have a common understanding, and and they get they get the vibe, they pick right. it up, and then it frees you because a lot of times it's like it's a cathartic thing. A lot of people is like, you know, I don't need to see a therapist because I'm doing all my music. Exactly, <laughs> people do feel that. Yeah, because I'm putting it in my music. It's like I'm talking to the world. Like instead of this guy, you know, like I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to everybody. But um, I just think it's really freeing because it allows you to be, uh, you know, take a lot of things that people bury. Like if you're not a, if you're not a creative person, you don't know what to do with it. Right. right. And I think when you're a creative person, you can take all that stuff. You can take some energy that might be not good energy and then turn it into something positive. That's real. You, yeah, you actually create something. You know. And I think that's a really useful thing. I've always told my, got my daughter, she's a painter. She's a, she's an artist. She found a different way to do it. Yep. She's an awesome drummer, but she's just like, well, I can't play with my dad because like, that's corny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, but she can do really good paint, painting and graphic. I was like, well, however you want to express yourself, as long as you find a way to do it. Exactly. Um, it's, it, you know, it, it, I think it's just really interesting today with the pandemic. Did you find it was hard? to connect because typically we like to go to clubs and, 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 you know, I haven't been able to go to New York or Boston or LA or any places I normally like to go to, to do shows. It was that something that stopped you, but, or did it allow you to work more on your work? Well, for the pandemic, um, the job I was at actually closed down. So I ended up getting laid off. Mm. Now, the only thing that COVID and the pandemic slowed down was the going out to perform, but it gave me an opportunity to be at home in my studio um, creating this project that I have coming out next. I had it all written last year, 
and recorded. Now I'm doing the um, more steps to it. But the only thing the pandemic stopped was the performances at that time. Yeah. Um, but since I, um, in, I'm independent and I do my own recordings, engineering and everything, then I was able to be at home and get that project um, basically almost completed during the pandemic. That's always interesting. In the last year and a half that I've talked to people, because I interview people like two, three interviews a week, and a lot of musicians were like, yeah, I can't tour, but I'm able to do this project I had in my head. And then because I used to be in the bus or I used to be on the plane, I used to have it going from gig to gig. I couldn't do it. And when I was working like that, I could not put the work that I put into this project. Right. A lot of musicians have told me like they've been able to do like stuff they weren't going to do because they had the time to do it. Yep. And I think that's really, you know, cool because I've been hearing a lot of really interesting work. It seems like this could be a really fruitful period for, for artists. If you use this period correctly, yes, it could be. Yeah, I yep. really think so. <laughs> <laughs> so your project, is it an EP or an album or like a bunch of singles that are going to come out? Or what What's the like, construction of it? It's a seven song EP and it's called Elevation and Increase. Um, it is full of songs. Um, I also got to, <laughs> during the pandemic, I got to get more in touch with my spiritual side. Mm -hmm. And so through this work, I wanted to express that as well in this body of work and, um, speak into existence. What's next? So, um, it's seven songs full of positivity. It does have a little bit of cussing in it, but the messages are very, very positive. Um, at this point, I am getting into the promotion, I'm getting videos for each song because I'm going to do my promotion differently. Um, the last album I put out, I didn't do the promotion. I didn't know anything about that side. I just only yeah. knew the, the artist side, the engineering side. Now I'm stepping into the promotion and trying to get the <laughs> get the trying to get like on, on playlists and stuff? Or, All of that. And yeah. interviews such as yourself. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Well, yeah. Well, it's important because, I mean, what we do is that we're an artist and when people said, well, how can you, as a recording artist, take time away from your writing and go talk to other people? And the way I look at it is like every time I don't just talk about Peg, that I, I go and I push it forward and I actually talk to another artist and I'm not just pushing my stuff, that it actually he teaches me about all different types of genres. Right. He lets me know what's going on. I get to talk to other musicians, which in the pandemic... You know, I know I could only do when I was on a gig and and, and I think it, it has really helped me. It's actually elevated my channel because people don't just see me, you know, right. they, they might be like, well, his stuff is like, what, what, you know, it's like, but I like Ms. Black. I like that. So, mm -hmm. so, you, so you just give people more choices, you know, right. in, in what you're presenting. And it's, uh, it's interesting because I think it's like, like when you go and you do a feature of somebody else's record. Right. Or you go produce on somebody else's record, or you you know you work with another artist, you just widen your reach. Right. So it's not just about you, you know. That's what I try to do. But so yeah. so like before the pandemic, we you had done like performances. You said you were in this other group. Um, have as Ms. Black, were you ever able to do anything, or that was something new and it happened around the pandemic? So you oh, didn't no. actually perform. Oh no, I did. I've done performances over the years as Miss Black by myself. But um, before the pandemic, um, 2019, I was actually um doing a radio show called Blunt Talks, um, 
on GMT Radio. And I got to meet a lot of artists as well. I got to go out to their shows and um, interview them at their shows. I learned so much and met so many artists just doing that. So um, that's really where I learned about some of the promotion that I needed at that point. But I I didn't have the project all the way together at that point. So I learned, just like you're saying, um, expanding and help um, putting other artists in front of the spotlight on your page as well. I've tried that as well. I enjoyed it. It just didn't work out in the end. But I learned so much doing that. And to any artist out there that wants to do something like that, just do it. It doesn't hurt for us to help each other. It does not hurt us at all. It's enough room for everybody to grow. It's enough room for everybody to come up. We don't have to hold each other down. We can expand our knowledge, put each other out there, just such as yourself. <laughs> yeah, I like to do it. Like I think of it as like a podcast collective, right? So like I think I talked to you before, like what we did, you know, I've been podcasting since 2018. Yeah. actually did it in 2016 on a different app and then uh, moved. And I was doing audio only <clears throat> until this year. Yeah. And then we, we transitioned to doing the video and we still do the audio. But um, what we also found is once we started doing video, we said, hey, we could actually help artists out and do online performances. So we did a Peg Bedroom Producer Festival in July with 22 guests that had been on the podcast. Right. And we've invited you to do the second version of this in uh, February, February 11th through the 13th. I think you picked the 12th, right? Yep. Perform it around seven o'clock or six o'clock. Yeah. We'll, we'll confirm it. But the whole idea is it gives people like this idea of the bedroom producer. And like if you're your own producer, you know, whether you did in the bedroom or not, that's kind of a synonym. But it's like whatever. Right. But it's like the idea that you can, um, you know, have a have your own production studio. Like what you're saying, you do your own work so you can control what your vision is. Right. Like, I've been a big, big proponent of that, you know, since the 70s, you know. I had little task cam four trackers with the bands I had in the basement. And uh, I always had my own stuff. And, and like I'd have bands and we'd be, they were like, they were always coming to me because I had all this recording equipment. Cause I'm like, I'm not paying to go to a studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not paying somebody else. I, like, I went over the years and I figured out kind of what you're saying. Like you figure out how to do your recording, how to do your engineering. Then you own your master, your own, right. what, what you're doing. And people can't mess around with your vision, you know. Not, not that producers are bad, no. But like you not said, not all of them. Yeah, you like. I don't know if I could sing somebody else's song because you know how to write a song, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know if I could put my same feelings into somebody else's words. I haven't tried it yet. You never know. Well, you, you never know. Well, maybe you find that one person like, hey, I dig what that is. Wait, right. Like a lot of times, it's like, I, 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 you know, I have collaborated with people, and I've actually taken other people's lyrics and, and and maybe just done the music right or, or i've actually done the music and they done the lyrics and i've been in bands and bands are kind of like a wholly different thing because if you're in a four-person band then you have to kind of come in and you, everybody's ego gotta drop a little bit or there's right. an alpha. there's an alpha usually in the band there's some alpha there's some like paul mccartney john lennon going right on. <laughs> right <laughs> and somebody's like 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 today paul won one Yesterday, John won. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. it's like you never know how it's going to be. <laughs> yes. Well, see, for me, I don't make beats. I actually have um, a guy that does that for me. Um, shout out to JP okay. at Two Times Dead End JP on Instagram. Um, I actually moved to Houston 
to um, go to school at the Art Institute to get my degree in audio production. Cool. So when I moved down there, I met down here, I met this guy who makes beats at up there at the school. And ever since then, we have just clicked. So um, this next project, he's done every single beat except for one on there, too. So I have collaborated, too, but I haven't actually had someone write a song for me. Yeah, writing the lyrics. You're writing yeah, your, maybe your a, maybe some years from now or soon. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to experience that because I do want to see if I can give the same emotional effect. <laughs> um, tap into the emotions that they meant when they were writing it. You know what I mean? You never know. But yeah, yeah I am into all that. So anybody watching too, if y'all want to collab, let me know. I'm down. <laughs> we got somebody giving us a comment saying you're the realist. Yes. Thank you, Ashley Finney. You're the greatest. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I like to collab over the years because it gives you a different perspective because like I, if I if I'm left alone, I would just want to do Parliament Funkadelic, right? And then if I run to some modern kid, right, it's into EDM or trap or something, then I'm like, okay, I really don't know as much about that. I'm more, I know more about like funk, right? And, and so if somebody will show me, okay, well, I see the structure of a trance trap track, and I can get into it, I can learn it, but it's like that's not what I normally will do. If you right. let, leave me to what I'm gonna do, it's gonna go into funk. <laughs> it's gonna come back to fun. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. It's like, so it's like, oh, it's like, I'm sorry. That's yep. my default position is funk. But um, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's cool to learn other things because yes. like, you know, sometimes I'll get with a band. I'll do some punk. I'll oh do really? Some, like, yeah, I'll do some punk rock. I'll do some like progressive like rock, like Genesis type stuff, Pink Floyd type stuff. Because I can play. It. I'm a keyboard. So but if somebody you know wants to go that way, I can go that way. And it's just, I think it's cool when you, when you have a wide um, um, breadth of what you can do, because right. I think today in a lot of music, even in hip hop, you know, there's people doing like country versions. Right. You know, right. They're, they're doing like, you know, taking a 1930s flapper song and throwing it, taking an old 1920s beat, you know, taking some jazz and fusion and having a rapper do spoken word over exactly. like Miles Davis type stuff you know it's like you can do a lot of things from different directions you know so that's that's what's actually kind of shocking to me that um the crossovers are um it's really working it really is the little Nas X with the uh old town yeah. road that country and rap um fusion together it works yeah people really, they producers, like it a lot of A&R people are like that don't work <laughs> you know, it oh it popped then, real good <laughs> and then it did it's like oh now i need to clone that <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what's coming next but i i actually like um the putting the two genres together um if i can try to do something like that like uh get an instrumental that isn't just rap but you know it still have at least the 808s in it i try it like yeah. a jazz beat with some 808s or something i'm i'm there well, i've never cool, cool like old like 70s soul like you take yes. a delphonic song or take an oj song or something and you know you take some old soul song which a lot of a lot of producers do this like kanye's done it before he'll go and, and grab a, like an obscure soul song right and grab a couple seconds of it and get a vibe that's like that's a 1974 vibe right but yeah. he'll do it. And if have other producers have done it too, because it's kind of interesting if you take that old soul because there's something really dynamic about the old, you know, right. Motown, the old uh, stuff that used to come from, you know, from Chicago, you know, from different different areas 
of, of the soul community. And you yeah. get the stack sound, you got the Motown sound, you got the Chicago kind of sound, and you get, you know, different feels. Right. You know, your muscle shoals, you get a different feel there. And and so you get this vibe. And if you can take that and mix it, like it's it's really cool. I mean, because people, you know, don't take it like South African rhythms. Right. And bring that in, you know, and you get really interesting stuff or you'll get like industrial David Bowie kind of 1970s, like, you know, fame. Right. That, that, like a, a famous producer called Brian Eno. He, he worked with Bowie in the 70s. They came up with this really weird sound that was actually new wave before new wave. It was happening like in 75. New wave didn't really hit till 79. But Bowie was actually doing it before anybody else. Pioneers. Yeah, he's like, that's what I would look at. It's like, who's who's pushing the envelope? You know, because that's, to me, like, I don't want to clone what's in the top exactly. 10. I'd rather, I'd rather focus on what I think is interesting. And right. I think that's what producers should do. He's like, don't just be trying to catch up with whoever's making a hit. Kind of take your heart and go with what you think is, is, is the coolest thing to do. Create your own lane. Yeah, I'm telling you that's that's what um we're learning now. But see, it, to me, it seems like before this time, <laughs> everybody, uh, especially female artists, wise the the labels want to make all the artists this. You have to be this type of female artist. You, now it's not like that. Um, since it's more um right. independent artists are able to put out their music now and don't have to go through a label or anything. Um, they can do it independently. It's like people are more able to be creative on their own level now. And I love, love, love it. Yeah. It's really great. Cause somebody can start as like a mumble rapper or doing something really interesting as a mixtape. It, it gets real built up on the underground gets on YouTube and then explodes. And then the labels are like, Oh, we oh, better sign that guy. Right. Oh, yeah, this is popular. Let me get you. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's not coming out of the label system anymore. The NR guys aren't creating the trends. Coming right. out of the underground is where all the trends are coming from because it really, it's like the way it's always been. You know, it, it, no matter what, the big studio systems just wanted to duplicate the Beatles, make 100 copies of the Beatles, right? Right. Make 100 copies of Whitney Houston. Exactly. You really. know, that's what they like to do. And, and then they burn it out. Because like if you every female artist is trying to be Mariah Carey or Whitney or trying to be, you know, you know, J Lo or something, it's like then okay, it's like, okay, that's cool, but they all got the same vibe. Right. They all got the same producer, they all got the same sound, they're using the same drums, the same samples, the same stuff. It's like after oh, a while, I you're, love like, it. you're like, uh you, you just you kind of like what happened to disco disco kind of blew itself out because they kept on doing the same beats right and then eventually people got burned out you know they had they to come like, up with something new you gotta do something new and the new wave came you know but that's that's the whole history of music is you know the, the pioneers always have trouble because people are like well you shouldn't do that you're like marvin Gaye, oh you shouldn't talk about politics right and then then you do what's going on and it's like the biggest thing ever and it's oh Barry Gordy said, I guess I was wrong about that. <laughs> right. You know, you'll like, you'll get a bunch of um unsure people until you um they see that it's popular what you're doing. 
Yeah. And then they'll jump on the bandwagon. So to everybody out there who's out there doing their independent thing, um, trying to really not trying to be different, but happen to be different with their yeah. music. Keep going. You're going to get people who say you shouldn't do it that way. You should do it this way. Keep going. You never know when you're going to be that pioneer from doing your own thing. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like, so you, have you been working primarily on your EP or have you been doing features in between? I haven't done any features um, in a while. It's been a, it's been a little while, but I am open to some features. The only thing I've done right now, other than my own personal music is um, a lady hit me on, on Instagram and asked me to do a, write a birthday song for her seven year old. So that's what I was in the process of doing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like sync licensing. I mean, that's the big thing I always tell artists. Like, you know, you might not make it in the top 10, but if you get into sync licensing, right, you can do little 30 second, 40 second things and get more money than your Spotify. <laughs> exactly. For real, you just have to find different avenues. It doesn't just have to be you're a rapper, just rap you're a rapper just do your music you're an engineer just do this no you can expand um expand your horizon see what you really can do i've never written a birthday song for a kid i've never really written a song for a kid at all <laughs> but whenever the the woman asked me i said okay and i sat down and got right to work on it i'll be sending it to her by the end of this weekend so we'll see all kinds of opportunities i was telling somebody it's like well i'm a synthesis right so i do keyboards and so i can do instrumentals and, and, and so one of the things I got approached to by some, some people is like, you know, cause I'm part of BMI. I'm in the professional songwriter. Right. And, uh, they were looking for people to provide licensed music to the gamers on Twitch. Yeah. So I was able to, to license like, like a hundred of my compositions. Oh, that's just good. To be done there. And I got a, I got a deal and I'm getting like money from people just playing video games. See? But and, uh, you, you never know. And it's like nobody really knows it's my stuff because it's just like, you know, background stuff. But that's that's like how the industry is. Sometimes if, if you don't put your ego into it and you say, well, I got to have the ghost on that to make my money. Like sometimes you can do OK if you work on things just to you know pay the bills so you can work on your dream project. Right. You know? So you got your dream project that you want to have your your moniker on. You want to have it be known as your as your stage name and then you right. got some other stuff that you could actually be paying the bill so you can do that <laughs> right right if um if this industry this music is a is a passion for you for real you won't just be dead set on just one part of it you'll go and enter the whole realm it's so much in this realm of uh, music that you could do you just have to know about it or go do your research and see where all you fit into it and also, just work, grind, put things out, and God will send you some blessings. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would also tell artists that sometimes, like, if you, like, I know, th th there's a different rule of thumb. Like, you can be an artist, and it would take two years to get your thing out, right? Because you're crafting, you're crafting. It. Right. And then you got the other school of thought, like, well, I should be putting out a single, like, every week, every month, right? It's kind of in between. Right. You probably should... The way the world is today, because of everything's like based on singles and plat playlists, you probably should put out content to get to your fans so they don't think you disappeared. Right. But then if you're working on something, it takes time to get a project together. So it's kind mm -hmm. of a balance. It it's is. like not one thing or the other. It's kind of yin and yang. You kind of figure out how to do 
do it like so so you're not doing too much of one thing or the other thing it's definitely a process it's definitely a process to it so what do you think about like um streaming surfaces overall compared to like back in the day like i grew up like i had to go to a record store and get vinyl right or an eight track <laughs> now with streaming it makes it easier for the audience to get to your music i'll say that but the one thing i don't like is that um you get a small percentage <laughs> of yeah, yeah, each yeah. um sell or stream or just press play you just get a tiniest percentage yeah super small so, yeah if you're out there getting millions of views and millions of streams then that's cool that little bit but if you're only getting a few hundred it's, it doesn't add up <laughs> well it's kind of like it's weird because you go back in the 70s and all these bands were getting like 10 cents right like for 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 a single or like you know like a dollar off their ten dollar album right because the record company said, well, you know, we had to pull all this money in it, so you get a dollar. Yeah. And we get the rest. Right? And the upfront money, the upfront money, I put this into your project. Now I got to take more out than what we helped you make. Yeah. It, that, I don't know. I like that artists have um, a little more control now. TuneCore, DistroKid, places like that, you can go sign up and they'll put it everywhere for you. You're going to get a small percentage, but it's good to do stuff like that to still get your stuff out. But you also have to promo to get people there to it. Yeah. So, well, I find that, that it could, what I found back before COVID is like I would make more money going and doing a show in New York, you know, for 300, 400 people. I get more cash in my hand that day than I get all year on my Spotify. Right. <laughs> um, and then if I sold merch, like, like if I did a t shirt, like, like plug in my t shirt, you know. Nice shirt. <laughs> So if I do, I have merch, right? So if I if I sell my merch, I make more money on on something like this hoodie, or my T-shirt, or my posters, or my mask, because I got a shop, right? And so I decided, well, that that everybody has to kind of do that. Your merch actually will make you more money than your stream. And they say that about some of the artists that are signed as well. They go on these tours, but people don't understand they're paying for the sets. <laughs> they're paying yeah, for they're the paying people for involved the roadies, roadies. And, and all that money that they signed up front that's where that money's going to not just in the pocket so they're most of them are making their most money on the um merchandise and things that they're selling or appearances just going to do walkthroughs yeah. like if you um are an artist just coming out you don't know that you you see oh beyonce makes this much i'm gonna go make me a song and i'm gonna make me as much as beyonce yeah, yeah, but you don't know that it it takes a little bit to get there it takes some time to get there but um that's what they're saying that the merch the merch sales are where the money is right now for a lot of artists yeah i mean i make more money selling a hoodie than i ever do now the only other thing i would say is if you do vinyl Yes. Then it shifts because yes. if I, I could sell a hundred vinyls at $30 a pop and make more money than I ever do from my Spotify. And right. I could be, I could do 20,000 streams on Spotify and I'll make more money selling a thousand vinyl. Yep. And so I, I always tell people like an investment in that thousand vinyl and you tour and you sign those at the table you got a shirt you will make way more money and you'll yep. be able to fund all your stuff doing that um because people would like to have something physical 
it's something to take with them. And the, yeah. and, the, and the vinyl is really cool because it allows you to, as an artist, what I like about it is I can put art into it. I can put the lyric sheet into it. And then people have something substantial, right? They, they got this piece of art and that's, I grew up with it. Right. So I kind of <laughs> understand it. And the kids today were like, I can't put that on my phone. <laughs> and that's all phone. about the phone. <laughs> I can't put it on the phone, so I don't want it. So, But but there are other people that do want it. So, it's like, you know, you, you don't have to do like 10,000, 100,000 run on vinyl. Vinyl, right. you can do like micro runs as an artist and, and you can do very well from a very small amount of, 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 of a product, right. which is uh, kind of cool. If you're an indie artist, it's a cool thing. I mean, tapes are the same way. People do USB sticks, tapes, uh, you know, are back. So there's, there's all kinds of ways to do I me. Mean, a tape is cheaper. A cassette tape is cheaper than doing vinyl. And people are kind of, oh, I'm going to go find an old Walkman. And, and they'll go listen <laughs> to it. They, yep. they go on eBay and they find a Walkman and say, well, I got the tape now. Yep. <laughs> But it's uh yeah, there's different ways you gotta be you gotta be your own salesperson. You gotta be right. a pitch person, a pitch right. person and pitch your stuff. You gotta you learn know. how to do it right. Um, so, um so are you excited about huh? You excited about your record? Like what what's the target date for your record? I actually have not picked a date yet, only because I I'm trying to get all the promotional stuff, um, the videos and whatnot all together oh, first okay. yeah, before yeah. I just pick the date because I want to do seven weeks of promo mm -hmm. first, where I'm gonna put uh, each week I'm gonna put out um at least thirty seconds to a minute of that video, maybe not a minute that's a lot, but at least thirty seconds or less of each video. Advertise that song for that week, and I'm gonna put out those um promo projects before I drop the EP and then I'm going to drop the EP and after that I'll proceed to put out the full videos but I have this plan that's what everybody told me before this project that I needed to have me a plan write my plan down and stick to it so that's what I did and I'm trying to stick to it because um in the past I didn't have a plan I was just doing the songs recording and then just putting them out now yeah. I want more structure and I'm trying to learn how to do this because I want I want to do my own label stuff too, Eagle Finn uh, Productions. I want to do that stuff too and I'll be able to help other artists once I figure it out for myself as well. So I'm trying to go by this plan. I have faith, elevation, and increase and it is going to be fire. Y'all better no, be yeah. ready. But well, we'd love to have you on because um, we like to work with artists that have come on the show multiple times. And um, we have actually done episodes where we help um, premiere a project. So if you ever want to get to the point where you want to do a show that kind of focuses on that EP and, and, and it fits your marketing plan and the timing and stuff, we can work that out. Hey, I'm definitely interested in that as well. I'm definitely interested in that. If we find that it, it, it's been pretty cool with the bands that we've done it, we've probably done it 10 times. Uh, where, you know, we'll walk through a record and kind of give people a little preview of, of it and, and kind of talk, have the artists talk the tracks like, okay, where, where did this track come from? How did this come about? And it's it's a cool thing to have because, you know, you go back and you look at like stuff. I like wa watching like classic albums right. on VH1 and you like watch, watch them talk about songs in the key of life. And then Stevie's talking about like how he put together Saturn and how he put together, you know, village ghetto land and it's just to me i'm a music fan for right before i was a musician and it's cool to hear how an artist comes about you know how that song comes to life 
I think it's an interesting story. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people uh, maybe don't get to hear that anymore, but I try to keep that going. <laughs> Definitely. Well, how about if we talk about getting that together and um, I'll promo one, maybe I can premiere one of my videos, the full video on your show. Well, that'd be cool. Okay. We could do that. We can okay. always do that. All right. We're into that. So, um, so th this is, so some people have like very long plans. Do you actually have the record after this one planned out or are you going like one by one? Um, I have all of them planned out. I have a notepad <laughs> full of everything. <laughs> I have all the songs are already fully written, fully mixed. All of the songs are completely finished. I am only working on the promo now. Everything's mm -hmm. done. That's Every cool. single thing is done besides the videos and the rest of the promo. This is actually my first interview in a while. So um, thank you again. This is actually my first interview to promo this EP that's coming out. Well, that's cool. So, I'm, yes. I'm glad I'm helping that on that. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it because that's what I've been advertising, that I need to get on podcast, radio, um, online radio, all that, because I'm really trying to do it differently. I really have faith that this project is going to be the one for me. It's interesting because podcasting is, is really blown up. It is. I started, I was on this other app and uh, we were just doing audio. It's a guy from New York. He found my SoundCloud and he's like, hey, you got a lot of songs. <laughs> and he, and he just, we, we just started with, he was just talking about me. And then we said, what happens if we go on Instagram and anybody that digs what we're doing, we say, hey, you want to come on our show and talk? And that's been my pitch pretty much for the last, since 2018. Like anybody who comes to to the ghost on my Instagram and they, they like something, then I go back and say, hey, I got a preset pitch. And I say, would you like to be interviewed? Here's an example of what it looks like. Would you want to do it? And then that, that works. And I've been able to get to people without going to their agent, without going through all this bureaucracy, get right to the singer songwriter, right to the producer and have a conversation with direct artist to artist right and i i just love doing it that way i mean a couple of times i've had to go through agents and it's make, giving me a real big <laughs> it makes it a little bit more tricky to get them on like, then, then we like it takes us three weeks to figure out if you want to do the interview <laughs> that's a long time yeah that's it's really just like you said the, the agents and managers you know i got bless them but like if you try to get a direct answer out of them they're like, okay, I still don't know if you're coming on the show. Right. <laughs> you know, I just like to know, are you going to do it or not? <laughs> yes. I, well, I like how your whole setup is. It wasn't it wasn't hard either. And you were consistent with um, contacting me and letting me know what was going on. So I would definitely try to send more artists your way as well because um, it wasn't any problems. You, you, you kept... Um, the communication lines open and sent me everything I needed. You even was willing to walk me through setup if I needed it. Like that's what I'm talking about. It was really organized and I really appreciate that. Well, I think that's the way you should be. Like if you're in a business, I think the thing about being like in a small business, like you know, if you think of it, all musicians were kind of small business people. Right. And if you think about like, how would you want to interact with a business? And I was actually on this, uh, this conference call with this guy who's like mentoring people who are business people and he was saying yeah musicians are business people 
And the same thing I'm telling this guy that has an actual, like selling something. Well, you're selling your music, you're selling your services. Right. You need to actually build trust the same way that that main street, you know, small store does. So if you're going to have an interaction with somebody, you should do it in the way that you think that you would want to be treated. Right. Um, And that's, that's the way I I look at it. And I said, well, I'm not going to go and do some kind of, you know, lame thing. (laughs) I I, I like to just do it the way I think it should be done. So, so uh, like, I I appreciate that you like that. And I I do appreciate if you send artists my way, because we do like to um, keep this going. I would think of it as um, kind of a community. Right. It, it, we try to do and when we do that that festival we really try to you know make it like a self-realization in that like once we we have these individual interviews but then we go and we have this festival and we bring all these artists together right and they're all from different parts of the world i, mean, I got people from iceland people from berlin people from africa people from japan and i i because i look at all different genres and people initially thought oh you're doing this just electronic no i talked to everybody I mean, I've talked to people in Nashville, people in London, people like in Russia. I mean, like if somebody's doing something cool, I don't care what genre it is. You know, right. if it's classical, if it's a violinist or a cellist, you know, I would talk to anybody. Um, just because I think music is music. Right. However you want to do it. So I think if you if you put yourself in a lane, it's like I'm only EDM, I'm only hip hop, then I think you kind of miss out on everything that you could be dealing with. That's right. I agree with you 100% on that. So, yeah, I think this was really cool. I love to meet new people. and I love to present new artists. And everybody you see on the bottom, we've been streaming your uh, your Wix site. And we, we encourage everybody to go to all the links we have on this episode. We've got hyperlinks that are going to be on this episode. It will be on permanent links on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook as well as being on our podcast partners of Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, nine, other, nine other ones too. We're actually on like uh, Radio Public and Overcast and Stitcher, a bunch of other ones. Within an hour, the audio podcast will start to migrate automatically. But um, we do appreciate that you came on the show. We do want you to uh, you know, premiere uh, your new videos and your, ne- your project, your next EP. Okay. And I'm uh, there. we look forward to you to being in the show for um, our festival. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> remember, February 11th through the 13th, and you're going to be on the 12th. On the 12th. Between the 6 and 7 p.m., we'll firm it up. We actually got some cool people. Uh, we actually have an Italian artist that's going to be doing our uh, posters. Yes, that's She's wonderful. actually going to perform. She's a spoken word artist and a graphic designer, so she's going to do the posters for uh, the promotion. That is wonderful. Yeah, we always get all kinds of cool help. <laughs> yes, that's where it's at. Yeah, you just got to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. But never um, what I want to say about the website, I my um my pre, my first album I ever did is on that website. So y'all can go check it out. You can't check it out anywhere else anymore. Ooh. It's only on that website. Um, so you'll be able to see that old music to now, the progress. It's a beautiful thing y'all go check that site out make sure you follow me on instagram at miss black 24 and can you please give your instagram as well because i know that some of the artists that follow me would love 
to come and do this with you as well. Oh yeah, we have we have our Instagram. Let me say I don't know if I can push it out. But our Instagram, I'll just tell people what it is. It's Phantom Electric Ghost, all one word. And you also can get us at our record label, our indie label, which is called Expansive Underscore Sound Underscore Experiments, which kind of shows like we call it expansive sound because we go on, we kind of do everything. We do punk, we do progressive rock, we do hip hop, we do techno, we do trap. So the only way we could kind of tell people what is that is that well, it's expansive sound. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. It makes so much sense. <laughs> so, so we call it. We we encourage people like if you do that kind of music, use that tag because we're trying to push that as a genre. So we tell them, yeah, it's a new thing. Kind of that's like, wonderful. Yeah. All right, pioneers, y'all better work. <laughs> that's what you do. It's the, kind of like the Minneapolis thing that Prince did. You know, is a variation of uh, multiple things. You know, but he was able to take old school Sly and James Brown. And then take in some stuff from craft work, and then he came up with the Minneapolis sound. And yep. it's, it's, it's a multiple genres that make what that sounds like. And so that's a good example. Is like Prince, you know, he was a genius because he took rock and funk and, and hip hop and rap and mixed it all together. Right. Um, and that's, a, you know, that's why you get that. But that's, well. you know, that's everybody get into it. But um, yeah, go again, subscribe everywhere that you find Ms. Black, you know. Make sure you like, subscribe, playlist, forward, and tell other people about it. And uh, that's how you do it. Download and purchase where you can. Right. Right, right, right. And if you need a collab, hit me up. I'm always down. Always down to do new things. Let me yeah, know. Well, we I'm might in. take you up on that. <laughs> okay. Y'all better let me know. I'm so serious. I am so no, serious. We, we got the stuff back there. We got all of our gear. So we'll, we'll, we could do something. Okay. <laughs> Just let me know. I'm open to it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm serious because I've actually collabed with um, four artists up from this podcast out of like the hundred artists I've interviewed four, four of them actually we went for, as far as going into uh working together and i actually have another person i'm going to be working with the, the person i was talking about right who's, who's the italian spoken word artist we're planning on doing a record together See? Um, so yeah i'm totally into that i always fit it into my schedule my stuff is kind of different but um i i do kind of map to I, I kind of mold myself into whatever person i'm working with okay so I have a certain sound, but don't think that that's what I'm going to give you. Uh, I'll, I'll be in that zone, but I can adjust it. Well, I am very versatile, so I can adjust to anything, too. I like trying new things, so we got to talk about it. I'm down. Cool. Yeah, I'll put that on my calendar. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for being on the show. Again, this will be uh, be permanent links will exist. I'll send you those. Okay, and, and then I'll send you uh, the, the link to the Spotify once it's up, and uh, then I'll make a story on Instagram. And people actually, one thing is on Instagram, you can actually listen to the full audio podcast on Spotify. We okay. can create a story once it's up. It will actually link to to the Spotify podcast and allow you to listen to the whole thing, okay, only okay. the audio. And in the future, Spotify is actually going to do video. Oh, they on the come still, up. They were they moving up today, with time. Yeah, they're telling us today we can take our YouTube and convert it to Spotify video uh, shortly. Okay. So that's uh, something coming. So, Well, we will you. definitely be on the lookout. And thank you so much again for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
This is Fam Electric Ghost, and Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in history on the net, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. They have podcasts as well, so explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, the Family Electric Ghost Podcast, is on there too. So download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me. So that's www.newsly.me, and that's N-E-W-S-L-Y, N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E. And so use the promo code GHOST2021 and receive one a one-month free premium uh, subscription. So like, that's a pretty cool deal. So all you got to do is use ghost 2021 and you get a one month free premium uh, subscription to Newsly. Check it out. You'll like it. I use, I listen to it every day and it's really great. Thank you. And, and keep on listening to Peg and everything else on Anchor FM and Spotify podcast. Thank you.